Hi, it's Kat Gilek-Seibert, recording What Are Your Kidneys post for my blog and for my podcast, and I will talk about hydration. In the last few weeks, I had a recurrent conversation with a few of my patients, and it seemed to me like I could press the replay button and repeat the same set of recommendations to a few of them. And it was all in relation to review with my patients of the laboratory values, the results I had in front of me, and talking about the diminished kidney function. Most of the time it was not alarming, but definitely required attention and conversation. I like my patients to be truly involved about their blood work, especially if there is something that needs follow-up and recurring conversation, or maybe adjustments of things that they do. So why is it important in the field that I'm practicing rheumatology? I deal with a lot of inflammatory condition, and most of them, if not all, we use remedies to treat them that are metabolized by either liver or kidneys, and only near-perfect renal function allows me to predict that these medicines will not only work properly, that they will not become dangerous, toxic, or even contraindicated. Even for management of conditions like planephritis, where we recommend medications like naproxen or ibuprofen, many times in over-the-counter doses, one has to pay very close attention to kidney function, especially if we're dealing with patients in older age group, or if patient is taking many medicines at the same time, what in medicine we call polypharmacy. The medications can be unfriendly for the liver when taken above indicated dosages, but also can injure kidney function if the dose is too high or if the medicine is used too frequently. And that includes, of course, over-the-counter oral remedies. So sluggish kidney function may make this medicine or their metabolites to hang out in the system for too long and damage not only kidneys but also other organs such as bone marrow and even liver. And this, of course, becomes problematic while we're trying to control, let's say, osteoarthritis that we don't really have many great options to treat that illness with. Many people take additional medications while on anti-inflammatory medications or even supplements that can impair kidney function. The one value I particularly pay attention is called GFR, or glomerular filtration rate, which is, for example, related to patients' age and gender, and it's adjusted, properly calculated, and shows me a real value how the waste is being cleared and managed by the kidneys. Is it robust and quick, like the water running through the waterfall? And generally, we consider values above 60 to 70 being good, and this is listed on your normal laboratory value. Or as reported by National Kidney Foundation, normal result 
range from 90 to 120 milliliters per minute per 1.73 meter square. Well, if you have sluggish standing water, think about the water in muddy, lazy lake with a lot of debris, not great filtration and not just a lot of movement. What it means, the medicines will be hanging out there, injuring your tiny cells in the kidney, but also possibly affecting other organs when too much of a medicine is going back into the system. So in my office, when the conversation often is going into reviewing patients' age, medical problems, medication that they take and can change or alter kidney function, like some medication for high blood pressure. But sometimes it's very simple. It's overuse of salt or not enough proper hydration, like too much caffeinated drinks. And many times it's other issues that are patient-specific, but only careful review with practitioner and patient together will result in more knowledgeable assessment and plan for how to handle abnormal result. One conversation I had recently with a patient was an inspiration to write this post. I was asking this patient what she's drinking to stay hydrated throughout the day, and she told me that after she's done with one morning coffee, then another cup of coffee, that's pretty much it. Then she has to push herself to stay hydrated at all because she doesn't like the taste of plain water. I am not surprised here. A lot of people don't like the flavor of plain water. I'm not crazy about it either. Many patients decide not to buy bottled water because, let's say, they want to be environmentally friendly. Then again, many cities purify their water with then poorly tasting additives that results in what you have is a taste of chlorinated chemical water. That can be remedied with various filters that are available in many stores. But nevertheless, I suggested to the patient a few ideas to make water more tolerable or just simply more pleasant, either looking at it or tasting. The way I think about healthy ways to add hydration to your day is not only to help you stay on top of your kidney game and water exchange, getting rid of all the waste from your body, but also to have a very pleasurable, perhaps even meditative, experience while doing so. With that, I follow the seasons. In spring, I'll enjoy and suggest dried herbal teas like mild lavender collected in late summer or mint tea. Later in that season, I add fresh leaves from my garden like mint, thyme, other herbs, if you don't have a garden, you can grow your herbs in pots. Then I enjoy first berries and I add them to the water and make infused water drinks. In the fall, there may be abundance of, abundance of other fruit like apples, plums, pears that I slice up and add to water. And winter, oh winter. Then you can continue enjoy enjoying slices of fruits and vegetables added to your drinks, like cucumber. I do like bag tea, but I have some concerns 
about the quality of the process of adding preservatives and chemicals that go into the process of not only making tea, but also making packaging in ready-to-use products. But remember, it's sometimes not possible that you can make tea from scratch. It's just impractical and impossible. So the bottom line is I suggested to my patient, don't look at coffee as a source of your hydration. Let me call it medicated drink. If you don't enjoy plain water and you don't want to buy various flavored waters available in department stores, understandably, be creative and make your own herbal teas, fruits and vegetable teas that you can enjoy following the seasons, made in environmentally, home-friendly fashion and that taste wonderful as well. I'm sure everybody can find something that they will enjoy. The disclosure here, the final note from me. Not everybody can enjoy every single fruit and vegetable. You may need to avoid certain plants that cause allergies or irritation to your gut, for example. Another tip. When I talk to my patients, I am aware of their past medical history, what brought them to me, what medications they on. When I look at all the charts, data, various blood results in front of me, and then voila. I can advise my patients in a what we call patient-centered fashion or way. Only a skilled physician or clinician can have a conversation with you regarding proper hydration. If you have certain conditions, like, for example, congestive heart failure, that you don't handle too much of the water, extra water will not always be recommended. It's best to consult with the provider or physician that knows you before you start any new diet routine, especially if you plan to incorporate that on an ongoing basis. But most of all, if you are healthy, you can enjoy a multitude of hydration varieties that are not necessarily relying on taste of plain water. That's all for now. I hope you enjoy it. And I'll talk to you very, very soon.